Hi, I'm Randy Weddle. I'm your host for Creation Anew. I pastor two churches in Indiana, Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana, and I also pastor Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And this podcast is designed to challenge both believers in Jesus Christ and those who don't believe. I want to challenge believers to grow in their faith. And I want to challenge non-believers to take a serious look at the Bible. Are you ready? Let's get started. Well, hello again, everybody. Randy Weddle here with Creation Anew. I'm so glad that you're with me today. What in the world are we going to talk about today? Well, I wanted to continue talking about the idea of conviction and last time we, uh, in the last episode, we talked about conviction and we defined it. Uh, the way that, that you can define conviction is a moral line that you draw in the sand. Okay, It's something that you do yourself in your heart and you say, I'm not going to cross this line. Now, there are convictions, and, and, and we're specifically, we have been talking in the last episode, we talked about areas of life that are gray. And what I mean by that is areas of life where the Bible doesn't necessarily say, do this or don't do this. It doesn't give us a direction morally on what we should do. And that's what I want to, where I want to confine this. Now, should we have conviction over absolutes that are found in the Bible? Yes, absolutely, we should. But we're just talking about those areas of life where the Bible doesn't necessarily address and, and how to develop conviction in those areas. Now, you may say, well, what, what kind of areas are you talking about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's, let's bring up an example. Um, one of the one of the probably the most universal examples I can think of is the idea of alcohol. Should Christians drink alcohol? Now, over the years, it has predominantly been, oh, you shouldn't drink alcohol. And I remember going to uh, Bible college uh, years ago, and and you know you have to sign a thing that said I won't drink any alcohol. And um, the Bible doesn't say anything about drinking alcohol is wrong it, it, it doesn't give any prohibitions on drinking alcoholic beverages it does say don't be drunk so this this thing uh, that's been in the church and I don't think it's here really a whole lot now um, but years ago it was a big deal you didn't drink alcohol and if you did, people kind of looked at you and said, well, you know, wow, what, what's going on? Are you, are you an alcoholic? And you can drink alcohol and not be an alcoholic. And if you do that, you are not violating any scripture. That would be a gray area. Let me bring up another one. And this goes back to my days in Bible college again. I was in Bible college for about three months, and then, and then I, uh, I I left and came back and went to Indiana University and finished out um, my my degree 
program there um, and so but that's another story when I was in Bible college uh, there was a there was an idea that you should not have uh, PDAs we uh, they were called public displays of affection and on the campus of the college that I went to um, or the the school that I went to um, they they didn't want you holding your girlfriend or boyfriend's hand they didn't want you doing any kind of sign of, of affection and I remember going 600 miles, well, just before just before Thanksgiving of that trimester, no, quarter, whatever it was, um, they, the, the school even said to us, now when you go home, if you have a girlfriend or boyfriend at home, you shouldn't show any signs of affection at home either. Well, for me, home was 600 miles away. And at first I thought, well, that, you know, okay, uh, I guess there must be something biblical about this. But here's the deal. Does the Bible ever say anything about holding the hand of someone of the opposite sex? Does it say yes or no? No, it doesn't. You won't find it, by the way. And what's really confusing is when we tell young people, hey, you know, if you're dating or if you're, if you're you know, seeing uh, someone of the opposite sex, then, then you shouldn't hold hands. But then we go into a church service and we'll say, hey, let's hold hands. It, 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 we really, we have to get over some of this stuff. Well, those are areas in life where you have to develop personal conviction. How far am I going to go? How far am I not going to go? You have to draw a moral line in the sand and say, I'm not going to cross this line. Now, we can see a definite line in Scripture with things like alcohol. Don't get drunk. But the Bible doesn't say you can only have two beers a day. And the same is true. The Bible will say that premarital sex is a violation of Scripture. But if you're if you're seeing someone, if you are um, engaged to someone, or if you start dating, you you have to come up with the rules as far as am I going to hold that person's hand? Are we going to hug? Things like that. And for some of you, you may say this is just elementary stuff. Others, this is a struggle for you because the Bible will never tell you don't hug your date. It doesn't say don't kiss your date. It doesn't say that don't hold your date's hand. You won't find it in there. It just says, do not have merit have a sexual relations before marriage. So these are gray areas. Those are examples of gray areas in life that the Bible doesn't specifically tell us exactly what to do. Well, in those areas, and this is what we're talking about, how do we develop conviction in those areas? Well, we talked last time and we said, you know, if there is something that you, again, in a gray area, you are, you don't feel guilty when you do it, then you're okay. If you do feel guilty and it's like, I don't know if I should be doing this, just don't engage in that activity. And and Paul said that in Romans 14. I'm going to go over to Romans 
And this is how he describes it. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and whatever is not from faith is sin. It's that last portion that I wanted to focus in on, and that's what we talked about last time. If you can do something that's a gray area of life, and you can do it with confidence in Christ that you're not doing anything wrong, then go for it. But if you don't have that confidence and you think, I'm not sure if this is wrong or not, then just stay away from it. Let's put it back on our examples. If you are at a party and someone offers you an alcoholic beverage and you say, sure, and you get it, and it's like, I just don't feel right about taking this. Just let it go. Just don't do it. If you're on a date, okay, and, and again, this may sound crazy. If you're on a date and your date wants to start holding hands, um, kissing, hugging, if you are uncomfortable with that, just don't do it. Okay? That's literally what Paul is saying here whenever he says, whatever is not from faith is sin. And the reason why is you cannot do it with confidence that you are not disobeying God. So we need to be careful of that. But conviction, and that's one way we start building conviction to say, you know, and, and here's the whole issue, okay? Here's the whole issue. It's not the act itself that's in question. You're not doubting whether you should do this because it's a violation of Scripture, because it, Scripture doesn't say anything. But what, what it involves is a violation of you thinking that you have crossed a line. So in other words, uh, let's get down to the nitty-gritty here. If you, if you think that you might get drunk from drinking any alcohol, or maybe it does affect you that way, and you start losing your faculties, well, for you, drinking alcohol would be wrong. Or if in your mind you keep thinking, if I do this, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm just breaking my conscience. I, I just don't want to do this. Well, you should stay away from it. And there are many areas of life that is just like that. That's what Paul means here by whatever is not of faith is sin. Now, with conviction, there are other things to consider. In fact, specifically, other people to consider. And that's what I wanted to talk about just a little bit today. Now, let me read to you some more from Romans 14, because the issue here that Romans 14 addresses is the fact that there were people in the church that met at Rome. There were some that thought they could eat whatever they wanted, and others thought, nah, I don't know if I should really eat every, you know, just anything and everything. There were others that wanted to celebrate certain days, like celebrations, festivals, things like that. And others thought, yeah, I don't know if I should really do that. Well, the issue here was how do we deal with those convictions in relation to each other? This is what Paul says. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, 
but rather determine this not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. Now, let's start right there. Let's let's uh, let's bring up another example here. Let's talk about Christmas because some people, you know, whenever like December first comes or just the day after Thanksgiving, they are putting the Christmas stuff up and they've got the star on top of the tree. They've gotten gotten their tree and all the trimmings and blah 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 blah. They're watching all these Christmas movies, and they enjoy Christmas. All the while knowing that when they watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that that's just a story. The real meaning of Christmas is the birth of Christ. They're just having a good time. But there are others that may not really want to celebrate Christmas in that way. Maybe they don't like to get a tree because it makes them feel like they're entering into the world of pagan territory. Or maybe they don't like to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because it makes them think that maybe they're endorsing the idea that Santa Claus exists and they think that Santa Claus overrides Christ and therefore they just don't want to go into that territory. Those are called convictions. (laughs) And neither one of them is wrong. In that instance, if someone can watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and they know for a fact that, you know, Jesus is the Lord, not, not Santa Claus, they're just watching this just for entertainment and they're okay with it, their conscience doesn't bother them, you can watch it as, as many times as you want. But, if someone else came along and they said, if I watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I may be making a statement that I think that Santa Claus supersedes Jesus or is the same as Jesus. And I just don't want to do that. I don't want to get into that pagan area. Well, they should just pass it by. But neither one of those people should judge one another. The one that watches Rudolph shouldn't judge the one that doesn't want to, and vice versa. That's what Paul says right here. Let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. Now, the reason why I say that in our example of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and celebrating Christmas, that either one is fine, Paul says this, I know, and this is verse 14 of Romans 14, I know and am convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. But to him who thinks anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. I.e., if you can watch Rudolph and not really take it as an assault on Jesus, you're fine to watch it. But if you think that you are demeaning Jesus or, you know, or, or trying to make a statement that he is not the supreme Lord of all by watching Rudolph, then don't watch Rudolph. It's as simple as that. And you can apply that to other areas of life. But at the same time, you can't look at your brother or sister, because nowhere in Scripture are you going to find, don't watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Don't don't celebrate Christmas with trees and, and movies and things like that. You won't find that in Scripture. So you can't judge one another. Paul says, you know, there's nothing unclean in and of itself. Rudolph is just a story. It's no more, no less than that. But if it bothers you to watch it, then don't 
watch it. But you can't look at someone else and say, you shouldn't watch it either. Now on the same side of the story, if you think that watching Rudolph is just fine, and you start belittling a brother or sister for not watching it, or you force them to watch it, or whatever, you are doing the wrong thing. Paul says in verse 15 of Romans 14, For if because of food your brother is hurt, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy with your food him for whom Christ died. Verse 16, Therefore do not let what is for you a good thing be spoken of as evil. And he goes on in verse 17, For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. What's the translation here? Let's, instead of food or a celebration, let's put in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in our celebration of Christmas. If you come along and you say, well, I'm watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I don't care about your convictions. I'm going to watch it anyway in front of you, and I'm going to make you watch it. And You're doing the wrong thing. You are offending your brother. You are hurting them. And you're not walking in love. And even though watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer may, may be something that Scripture doesn't say yes or no, you are now taking that ambi or, or that innocuous thing, that, that thing that really isn't right or wrong, and turning it into an evil thing. Now let's think about this for just a moment. Convictions are something we draw on the line, in, 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 uh, it's a line in the sand that we draw on our hearts. But it's not something that we can force upon other people. And it's not something upon which we can judge other people. Because the bottom line is, we're talking about things that the, Bible's, the Bible does not say is absolutely right or wrong. Some people are convicted that driving a Ford vehicle is evil. Others think that driving Chevys are the way to go, or Toyotas. The Bible doesn't say anything about those cars. So you are free to buy whatever car you want. But if you think, well, if I'm buying a Ford, I'm endorsing something bad or something like that, then don't buy a Ford. Okay? You cannot take your convictions over things that the Bible doesn't really say is right and wrong and force them upon other people. Paul says the kingdom of God is more than these things. It's, it's more of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Verse 18 of, of Romans 14. Let me, let me read all the way to verse 20, uh, 21. Romans 14, 18 through 21. For he who in this way serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then we pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. Do not tear down the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are clean, but they are evil for the man who eats and gives offense. It is good not to eat meat, or to drink wine, or to do anything by which your brother stumbles. The faith which you have, have as your own conviction before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. Now, I read an extra verse there. I read verse 22. But the translation here is, listen, if you are okay to drink alcohol, and you're not getting drunk, and you want to do that in the privacy of your own home, or with other people that have the same conviction, that's fine. Don't make someone else stumble, though. 
And if you, if there is a, 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 if if you doing anything makes someone else stumble, then just don't do it in front of them. That's not being hypocritical. That's being loving. At the same time, if you think that something is wrong, but the Bible doesn't really say, but for you it's wrong, you can't put that upon someone else. That's another way of building conviction. And it's another way to become mature in Christ. We need to apply these things. And I think in our world today, we are going to see where these things apply more and more and more. By the way, the big hubbub last year, and back in 2020, over wearing masks, not wearing masks, we are finding out uh, with COVID, with the COVID uh, virus, that um, we're finding out that masks really didn't do anything. But you had some people that were trying to force their conviction over wearing masks on others. That would be wrong to do. At the same time, if you had people that didn't want to wear a mask and they tried to force other people not to wear a mask, that would be wrong too. That is an example that we could put down today. But we can take all the examples that I just mentioned. Alcohol, you know, celebrating different festivals, different, different holidays. We can take all of those examples and apply them today. We have to be very, very careful in this area and make sure that we don't tread upon others. And I think as we go on, in all honesty, with the opening, with the opening of the COVID-19 virus and different opinions on it, we're going to have to be very careful as believers in Christ to to have conviction but to not push that conviction on others um, I'm thinking very specifically about forcing people to have vaccinations this is a perfect example of conviction is the vaccine wrong you won't find the vaccine right or wrong in scripture but you have some people that really want the vaccine and if you want it go ahead and get it you're not violating scripture now you may be you may not know everything about the the vaccine but if you're okay with that you you're not sinning by getting the vaccine at the same time there may be others that say I'm not going to get this vaccine and I don't want to be forced well, that's okay too, because you may have a conviction to say, I, I don't know what's in this, I'm not sure what's going on, I don't like being forced, it's a violation of my conf conscience if I get this vaccine. Well guys, whatever choice you make there, it's, it's not wrong, because it's not found in scripture, but have your conviction to yourself, and don't force it upon other people. So in other words, if you, uh, if you want vaccinations, do not support the forced vaccination of other people. That would be wrong. But at the same time, if you're against this vaccination, you don't belittle other people for getting it. You can't say you are, you're doing something evil because scripture doesn't say. That, I think, is a great example 
of today, of things that are facing the church. And we need to have conviction on this. We need to do it in love as well. All right, guys. I'd like to talk more about this conviction uh, stuff. Maybe we'll uh, we'll plan to do it as we go along here. So thank you so much for listening. And I just want to let you know that you can support Creation Anew in just a few ways. One is to pray. Pray for me. Um, pray that I stay on, on track and that I don't... Uh, I don't uh, do anything that would uh, that would compromise um, sharing the gospel and and bringing truth to people. So pray for me. Pray for this ministry that will affect and and impact people in a positive way. And you can also, besides praying, you can also uh, go on the various platforms. Uh, and I'm thinking of a couple here. You can listen to the podcast uh, Creation Anew on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or uh, Anchor. Uh, we're on about eight different platforms right now, but those are some of the major ones. And if you go on and you like and subscribe and, and follow uh, the podcast, that really helps out a bunch. So feel free to do that. Tell others about this podcast. Now there's another way that you can support and that is if you go to anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew that's anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew you can listen you can send me messages and you can also support this podcast and if you want to support that's fine but let me just say this I don't want you to support this podcast monetarily if it's going to take food from the mouths of your family. Please don't do that. Take care of your family. And if this, if supporting this podcast means you take away money that you would normally give to your church, um, don't do that. You support your family. You support your home church. And... Then, if you have money left over, you want to support this podcast, then feel free to do that. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I thank you so much, and uh, uh, until next time, bye-bye.